1: So, there was no opening promos on this week's episode of AEW Collision. I mean, I get you can't do it all the time, but do you know what I'm going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. I mean, it's just wrestling. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller. And that's right, I'm going to take my finger and I'm just going to wiggle it around the place, and that will determine our opinions. And if anybody disagrees, well, I'm sorry, it just ain't your day. Thankfully, the main event of this show was absolutely faboo, and it made me feel warm and fuzzy in my dum-dum. What does that mean? Nobody knows. Let's up those downs. So it seems like Tony Schiavone has joined the AEW Collision team, because now it's a three-man booth. I thought this was alright. I'm a big fan of Tony Schiavone, when out came Adam Copeland. So he was starting things off with a bang, and I just can't help it. Like, don't get me wrong. This whole segment felt like I was watching Raw, but that's not a bad thing. I think overall these days, AEW does feel very different to WWE. But because Mr. Copeland has jumped ship, he just feels like such a big deal. Like, I'm still all like, <laughs> edges is a different company. I mean, it's never happened before. And I'm also wanted to know what the deal with Christian Cage was, because he is being a massive dick. I'm like, Adam, how have you not got this through your head yet? He doesn't like you because he thinks you're trying to steal the spotlight. Either way, though, it didn't matter whether Christian wanted to come or not. Somebody had sent him name during a wrestling promo. So he was just drawn to the squared circle. He did come with his family too, Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. But he also had a bunch of security guards that stood in the way of Adam Copeland so he couldn't get attacked. But of course, the TNT chat was all like, listen... They're there for you, not me, otherwise you will not believe what I do to you. So he is just the absolute man right now, and I think one of the best is the business. And he was also once again telling Adam Copeland, I see what you're trying to do, you want to ride my coattails, but uh uh-uh, it ain't happening. He also mentioned that the Backball Combat Club were banned from ringside, and because that was basically saying Brian Danielson's name and because he wasn't the main event, he was here too. He was like, ha, ha, that doesn't matter because when it comes to your son and your dinosaur friend, well, they're banned too. I do have to point out at this stage that I hope what I'm telling you is correct because I have to go watch a bunch of clips of social media because I have no idea what was going on Fight TV. <laughs> but it was basically happening like this. Oh, Christian, I would. And when that's happening well you don't know what the flubs going on amazingly this is when ricky starks and big bill turned up as well i was like huh they literally must all just be waiting behind the curtain because ricky is the best though he kept it nice and simple he's like brian danielson don't like you adam copeland don't like you but christian i wasn't sure how i felt but now i am here i respect the hell out of you now what i truly did enjoy and this has caused some division on the internet is clearly Adam Copeland and Ricky Starks had just said to each other, we will throw words out there and see what happened. So at one point, Copeland was all like, oh man, you are nothing but a vanilla midget version of The Rock. Right? This made Ricky throw a bunch of Edge references in there. And look, this felt like a very sink or swim moment. I just thought Ricky Starks held himself together very, very well. This is why he's going to go to the tippity-tippity-top. But I would much rather we did do this because it just comes across as so believable, like I felt it down with my tootsie-toes, when all of a sudden, (laughs) FTR walked out, and I was like, there's literally nobody else who could come. Their whole point, though, is that last week, the doctors had told them, look, you're a little bit banged up, you should take a rest, but they didn't, and sure, they lost the tag team titles, but they'd rather that happen than not get into a fight. They totally understand that now they have to climb their way back to the top though. Which is when Brian was like, oh yeah, Christian, we're meant to be in the main event. But why don't we just have a scrap right now? I mean, this was absolute chaos. Instead, Christian shoved his security team into the good guy. So he had a big old brawl with our hero standing tall. And that rhyme, which means it's 100% correct. Look, I understand why this wasn't to everybody's taste. But I loved all the star power, and sometimes I do just want to turn on a wrestling TV show and have a bunch of people yell at each other. I don't know why. That's just how I've been conditioned giving it a nap. We then had this highlight video of MGF who did speak at this stand up to Jewish hate conference the other day. And all I'm going to say is this. I thought it was truly inspirational. I thought it was truly motivational. And I stand with the message. We do need to go out there and make sure that anti-Semitism is never a thing again. I mean, that's probably not possible. But the fact that he's going out there and do this, I'm just going to tell you, he is becoming a massive hero of mine. We then had a Ring of Honor TV title match, which made sense because AEW does own Ring of Honor. And we were watching the television. And it was Samoa Joe, the champion, taking on Willie Mack, which essentially means it was big men (claps) slapping man meat. They proved this instantly because they shoulder tackled each other before punching each other in the face. When Willie was all like, surprise! He did a damn plancher. I think he also twisted Joe's nipples at one point, which kind of been a good idea, which is likely why he followed it up with a cannonball. Imagine this was a real cannonball. Just like, surprise. I think that would probably kill someone. He was able to get a one-two-oo, though, when Samoa Joe basically caught him out of mid-air, hit a senton, and he got a one-two-oo. As I'm going to tell you, for a lot of matches on this collision, I was like, there is no way Samoa Joe is going to lose. Like, I'd love it if Willie Mack did win, but it just ain't gonna happen. Mack then wanted all the pop, so he hit the stunner. and He made a terrible mistake. He went up on Tina the Turnbuckle to hit the six-star frog splash. Samoa Joe just noked him, hit the muscle buster, uno, dos, tres. It also means that Joe is now only 20 days away from becoming the longest ever-reigning Ring of Honor TV champion. I think Jay Lethal holds the record. And because wrestling never does this. Someone should beat him at 19 days, just because it would be funny. enjoyed this match. It was what it was, and it is what it is. Also, commentators kept saying that Samoa Joe does want the AEW world title, no matter who holds it. So keep your eye on that up. Lexi Nair was then backstage with CJ Perry, who don't forget is also dubbed the hot and flexible one. That's her name. Now, she's still looking to manage people. When in walked Action Andre, and he was like, I would love for you to manage me you can maybe give me a call. I was like, bro, I don't think it's going to work out well for you. What I would like to do, though, is that we introduce new people each week who kind of pitch their manager prowess. That doesn't work. You know what I'm talking about. To CJ. Well, actually, given what I'm going to tell you later, maybe that's a really, really bad idea. We then got another video reminding us that Dan Housen is coming back soon, so I'm so excited. When it was Juice Robinson versus Christopher Daniels. Where would that come from? Now, Bully Club gold are out here as well, so there was no way Juice is going to lose. But also, again, ties into what we were just talking about. I'm pretty sure Robinson is going to win that Diamond Ring Battle Royal. So he's not going to get defeated here, is he? It just meant there was no real jeopardy, although you could just enjoy it for what it was, as the guns kept casting distraction, which is when the commentators were back, and they were like, oh, don't forget, whoever does win that Battle Royal will then face MGF for the championship a week after. Right about this time, two Daniels hit a DVD for a one 2 ooh, But when he went for the Angels Wings, Juice basically went, Nah, I don't want to get hit with that. Because he shoved him away, whacked him right in the nose before he hit the juices loose for the one-two-three. Because these guys are a bunch of wonderful asshats, after this, Jay White had like a fake diamond ring. He basically <laughs> proposed to Juice Robinson. I mean, they're absolute goofballs, but my word, they're entertaining. They, of course, use this to then punch Christopher Daniels right in the face. And he has no friends and so nobody came out to save him. And again, what we should probably do is Juice wins the Battle Royal. He takes on MJF the week afterwards. He then loses to the champion, which just continues on to full gear. when we do get Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Jay White. Robinson also cut a promo after this saying he can knock Maxwell out however he so pleases. And when he gets the real diamond ring, he's going to pawn it and take all of his boys on holiday. I was like, well, you better do it now. Otherwise, they're going to be disappointed. It's also a television show I would like to see. The Bang Bang Gang goes on holiday. I mean, you probably watch three sequels. When Jay got the microphone, he's like, listen, Friedman, you've only got yourself to blame because we know you were the devil when I was attacked. So maybe you should just admit it. And give me your belt. Even though he already has the belt, he stole it. They're also going to take everything from MJF. I was like, well, I hope you don't take his pants. Otherwise, he's going to be naked. Shouldn't have said it. We didn't really push this battle roll too, because Dustin Rhodes was like, oh, I'm going to enter it because I want that diamond ring. And I was like, wow. A lot of wrestlers really like jewellery. When they came to the back and Nick Wayne was here, so he was kind of all over this show and Lexi Nair was talking to him. And she was basically like, do you know that next week you're going to do a sit-down interview with Jim Ross and your mum is going to be there too? He was like, what the flab!" I also got the instant fear because I was like, oh my gosh, Christian Cage is so going to be involved in that. But I really do enjoy what we're doing with Nicholas at the moment. don't know Why? just works around this time too we decided that even though mark davis is out and all the best to him i hope he is back soon we are going to continue this singles push for carl fletcher it's not his name carl fletcher (laughs) what is wrong with my voice and i tell you this dude is super super talented i mean he also announced later on that he's going to be taking on brian danielson come wednesday and that's going to be ridiculous but here he was taken on Boulder from the iron savages I thought actually pretty good. I mean, talk about a lottery of opponents. But once more, nobody sat at home going, "Well, I tell you, Carl Fletcher is definitely going to lose this." Because if we had done that, it would have been stupid. Two plus two equals potato. What it did do, though, is underline that Carl is flipping good, and that we do have something with Boulder just don't have him have anything to do with Chris Redfield. He did do this mad press slam, though, when Fletcher went so high, I think when he was up there, he was like, well, I've got the air, so I may as well hit a dive. And when Boulder was mucking around on the ropes in Tina the Turnbuckle... Carl Fletcher was able to hit this mad bomb of power. And I was just like, dude, you absolutely killing it. He then basically booted this large gentleman in the back of the head before he choked him out with the dragon sleeper, which made him look like a badass. I've kind of zoomed through this one, but this was a very good big man, not so big man matchup. And I actually thought they clicked. Shouldn't have done the click. That makes me a right idiot.
0: Planning for your next trip? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: René Paquette was then quite happy because he was in the back with the acclaimed. So he was like, way, you're the trio's champions. Danny Ass then told Max Caster Look, we will help you out with this MJF situation if we have to. When Max you know kind of invited himself on Rene's podcast but he did it in like a you know oogly boogly way let's just leave it there and move on Matt and Angelo Parker and Jake Hagar then walked in they were like we're, we want to have a match with you <laughs> so that's what we're going to be doing next week and that made me think too because I was like man come 2024 we're going to have to have like a geese title shot counter because <laughs> so many people in wrestling just walked up to champions they're like "Listen." Do you mind if we go to the ring and I can, like, challenge you for your belt? They just go, well, that sounds absolutely delightful. I mean, if only real life was like that. Yes. Hello, bank manager. Can I have a million dollars? Well, yes, I don't see why not. it, awesome. This is when Chris Statlander was defending her TBS title against Sky Blue. Once again, I was like, well, how did this happen? It must be a geese title shot situation. Wait a minute. That would be (laughs) GTS. We've done it. The best part, as always, though, is because Sky did get misted by Julia Hart recently, all of a sudden her makeup is getting a little bit freaky leaky, So I think she may turn to the dark side. And Who knows? When Jules come back, maybe they start a tag team. Of course, Chris used her power to start all of this. And she was just thumping her. When Sky had a great idea and she was going to break her neck, I mean, she hit a neck breaker. This is where Statlander knew she had to fight back. She did so with the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunderbomb. Did it work? No. Of course it didn't. Blue was then able to get out of the Saturday Night Fever where she hit this DDT for an awesome one 2 ooh, And then she was doing it again with a powerbomb. And even though I was going one 2 ooh again, just to be a broken record like I talked about earlier, did anybody think Sky Blue was going to win here? Of course they didn't. These weren't very good near falls though, and after Blue had kneed the champion in her face for a little while, she came off the ropes, she went for a Hurricane Rana. Chris Statland was like, well, that was a dumb thing to do. Now I have you in my finisher position. She hit it. And she got the three. So this was really solid stuff. And Willow Nightingale was out here to kind of help Sky Blue, which is when Chris did leave. And you could actually go two ways with this. One, eventually Sky will turn on Willow because, again, she is being corrupted. But Willow Nightingale also got misted. So maybe she turns to the dark side as well. I mean, I would do that because she's the ultimate baby face. But I like that I get to ask the question... This is when we finally got another one of these Roosh videos. I thought, well, thank goodness for that. Because last time I saw him and I saw Preston Vance and I saw Drillistico and Jose the assistant. They were essentially like, you know, being kidnapped and killed. I needed an update. Roosh was essentially telling these guys, though, I have now prepped you for our big return. So when we do go to AEW, we need to smash the flub out of fools. Look, I don't know what's going to go on here. But it kind of feels like they are going to come back and be proper psychopaths. We better watch this space. We then have a quick squash match after this because Keith Lee totally wrecked Turbo Floyd. And the thing is, I love Turbo Floyd and I love his tag team partner too. And I implore you to go and watch all of their matches and see what they do on social media. Because they have just accepted that wrestling should be the funnest thing ever. And my word are the entertainer. They also totally get it, which is why Turbo basically turned up here and got spirit bombed. Lost in about 45 seconds this didn't go very long at all. Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty were watching this from the back. So soon, of course, we'll do Keith versus Shane in a big man slapping man meat match. I do hope we continue on with everything when it comes to Keith Lee. Because he has stalled a little bit, mostly because he hasn't been on television. And we all know he's good. Look at his past. When Miro was finally back on AEW. Thank Flubbins for that. Now he mentioned now that his wife is back around, he's a bit worried about his own temptation. What he's more concerned about is everybody else in the locker room because he's seen what he's seen and they are all succumbing to this. If anybody does choose to walk this path to it, it, will destroy them. Including, obviously, Action Andretti, where he revealed that he'd basically killed this dude and he held his corpse and he threw it on the floor. So as ever, I just love Miro and these videos are so well done and they're so well produced. Also, I have no idea where this is going. So I am going to give it an up, however. I do think this means we're done with Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro because they have gone in totally different directions. That makes me a sad panda. I love their match from the pay-per-view and I thought we were going to do a round two and we even teased it and now we're not doing it. And of course, you know, we can go back eventually. Look how upset I am. I've deflated myself because I am a bit of an idiot giving that a down. AEW then confirmed that next week we are going to get Mr. Co. versus Rocky Romero, so there you go. AEW and CMLL definitely do have a relationship when well, it was time for our main event. Now this just shows how awesome All Elite Wrestling has been, because on one side of the ring you had Brian Danielson, and the other you had Christian Cage, and there was a point in time when both of these guys were retired, and we never thought they were going to wrestle again, and this is why we should just appreciate what we're getting. You also have the fact that Danielson is like the GOAT, the best of all time. And Christian is probably the best in the industry right now. So how the hell can we not do the dance of joy? And even if they had come out and played chess, I'd be like, man, this is the best game of chess I've ever seen. And they did start with some wrestling on our wrestling show. And because Brian Danielson essentially kept out technical wrestling christian he got so damn mad he went to the outside and went ah even when christian went after the leg to try and slow him down he just got thrown into barry barricade i was like all right guys you do know he's already dead the american dragon did it again because he just slammed his knee into bears i was getting a bit upset he then went back to the submissions and honestly he was tying christian up like a pretzel and he was kicking his ass so bad i was like i don't think brian danielson is going to win this because usually that's just how wrestling works. I think Cage knew this too. And he just went, and <laughs> He poked Brian right in the eye. I was like, man, I love this guy. Danielson soon started to protect his injured arm. So of course, Christian saw that and attacked it like white on rice. And this is when it did start to work out for him. And I was like, huh, he is getting the advantage. I mean, he dropped Brian right on the ring apron, which I do believe is the hardest part of the ring. And this Brian Danielson man, he was quite literally screaming out in pain, like, oh, my arm, oh my ah. Oh. I start going, well, two things start happening. One, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think he's actually hurt. And then again, even though I convinced myself that Brian Danielson isn't going to win, I start going, actually, no, I think he's going to win. This is why he's so damn good. This damn limb then got smashed into Ali and Al's table when they did start a big strike off. And somehow Christian was bleeding. I was like, well, you know what? The good thing is, John Moxley will be happy. Denison then once again proves that he is just so damn good, because he made a comeback with one arm. I mean, I can barely get out of bed in the morning. Kane still then reversed a diving nothing into the most devastating move all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And when that didn't work, he hit a frog splash, the splash of the flogs for an amazing one-two-oo. And I was like, that's it, I'm plugged in. Danielson then recovered and he went for the big running knee, but Christian speared him. And honestly, you've got to see this match. It is so, so flipping good. Because he then hit the kill switch and Danielson kicked out. And I was like, that's it, he's definitely losing. There was more teases, though, because Brian was able to lock in the label lock, although Christian was able to get to the ropes. But as he kept getting destroyed, all of a sudden, Big Bill was here. And he looked like... He was trying to sneak in. I was like, bro, you're seven feet tall. It's not going to work. As it turned out, it was a massive distraction because when Brian locked back in the move, of course, Ricky Starks was here behind the ref's back. He clocked Danielson with that damn tag team title and blessed this Christian. He just crawled up to Brian Danielson and he got the win. This may have been perfect. It was also a proper work of art when it comes to sports entertainment. And of course, all the good guys and bad guys from our first segment came out with the heroes kicking everybody's ass. I tell you. Nick Wayne took this terrific spear from Adam Copeland and then he killed him. So surely we're heading to some kind of tag team nonsense where maybe Adam Copeland tees up with FDR to take on Big Bill and Ricky Starks and somebody else. Or you could do the team with Adam Copeland and Brian Danielson because we were teasing that too. Once again, Collision is heading down an excellent path. This was an excellent show. So it's an up for the main event. And it's up for the entire episode itself. Now, please do leave me a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's AEW Collision. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Click the video on the screen somewhere, which is ups and downs for SmackDown. Go to whatculture.com. Follow us on social media. Just get ready for another week in pro wrestling. Let's face it, in 2023, who the flub knows what's going to happen. Goodbye.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinns.